Welcome back to the Get Out of Porn podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie. Last week, we looked at triggers. That was a brief understanding. Maybe in future episodes, we'll do more of a deep dive on triggers. Maybe I'll do a QA and a in the, in the future if we can get some listeners here that are interested in some of this stuff and that have any questions about triggers. Um, but we just did a brief understanding of them. We didn't really get into any of the um, internal family systems and, and what their triggers are. Um, we'll get into more of that maybe in future episodes. Today, though, I really want to ask the question, is porn just a bad habit or is it an addiction? And that's a question that um, I think we may not ask right up front. We may not ask ourselves uh, and just say, is this a bad habit? We know it's horrible, but at what point did it go from being a bad habit to, hey, I'm addicted and I can't get out of this? Um, Porn is horrible. We know that it is. We know that it's really bad for relationships. We know it's bad for self-esteem. We know it's bad for a number of a number of reasons, um, and you'll have certain people in the world that, hey, a little bit of porn is okay, or it spices up things in the bedroom. These are lies. This is not true. Uh, porn is super normal stimuli. It's something your wife can't compete with. It's something nobody can compete with on a dopamine level uh, perspective. Nothing can compete with super normal stimuli like pornography that's novel, that is that is always available, that um, just has increasing levels of novelty and eroticism. So we know it's terrible, but is it just a bad habit that I should be able to kick? Uh, Much like chewing my fingernails is a bad habit, right? Yeah, there's moral consequences for sure, right? Or is this actually an addiction? I wouldn't call my chewing my fingernails an addiction, right? I would say, no, it's a really bad habit. So which is it? Why does that, and why does it matter? And maybe that's where we start is, why does it matter to ask this question? Part of it, I think, is for people to understand the depth of this. There are a lot of people that think of porn as a bad habit, and you have this, well, those sickos, those pervs just need to stop. They just need to get a hold of themselves and stop that habit. That's ridiculous. You're hurting people. You're hurting yourself, and you're just a perv for looking at it. And this can be really hurtful to porn addicts. Um, They are struggling with who they are. They're struggling with identity. They're struggling with... Uh, a lot of shame, and when we come along and we treat it as a bad habit and we treat them as bad, like, you just lack the self-control to get out of this. If you really wanted to get out of this, you'd just stop. The same way that if you really wanted to stop chewing your fingernails, you'd just stop, right? If it was really costing you, if you were about to lose your marriage because of you chewing your fingernails, guess what you'd do? You'd stop, right? Well, we have millions of men who cannot seem to stop this, so is it an addiction? A lot of secular research is going to say there's no such thing as porn addiction. The DSM-5 does not recognize porn addiction, um, which is a a horrible oversight. I think that absolutely should be in there, especially when they come out with 5.1 or whenever, whatever it's going to be, whenever that's going to be, I think they need to put sex addiction in there. At the same time, it's not in there, so you have a lot of people who do question it based on secular research saying it's not there. Um, there's a great book called Your Brain on Porn that uh, is it, it details a lot of the brain science and how this is very much an addiction and how people cannot seem to break free from it. And the more you study it, the more porn addiction has, uh, it is, in my opinion, um, very well researched. It's certainly felt by a lot of different people that this is something I can't seem to stop on my own. And it has all the hallmarks, all, all the markers of an addiction, very much like you would with alcohol, with cocaine, 
Um, with heroin, any substance, choose a substance that, that has a an addictive quality to it and the parts that light up in the brain to form the addiction, porn has it. They've done these studies. The fact that the world fails to recognize it is a travesty. I think it's horrible. But how do we know something is an addiction? How do we know it is not merely a bad habit? Now, there's a great book called Tinsa, Trauma-Induced Sexual Addiction, uh, T-I-N-S-A, by Dr. Mark Michael Barta. Uh, this is the man who started Beginning an Institute that I referenced in the first one. And Boulder Recovery, Dr. Barta is um, just an incredible gentleman with uh, a lot of knowledge, and this Tinsa book is fantastic. That's what they use at the recovery center, the two-week intensive. Um, and he has in his book, I think in the very first chapter, page 7, the three main criteria on the list uh, for an addiction are as follows. Preoccupation or obsession with substance or behavior, loss of control evidenced by failed attempts to quit or cut back, and the inability to stop despite directly related negative consequences. So the first is preoccupation or obsession with substance or behavior. So looking at porn, masturbating, is there a uh, preoccupation or obsession? Well, there are guys that do it multiple times a day. There are guys that do it multiple times a week. Uh, they, they seem to always make time for it to get alone in the bathroom or to do whatever they need to do. Uh, and, and so there seems to definitely be a preoccupation with a lot of them. A loss of control evidenced by failed attempts to quit or cut back. You've tried everything. You've tried to stop. This is not just, you know, a quick behavioral fix like putting some, some uh, tape around your fingers to stop the chewing of the nails. No, there's an emotional thing going on underneath that is causing you to be driven back to the connection. This is, you've had failed attempts to quit to cut back on your porn use, and that hasn't happened. And the last is the inability to, to, stop, uh, to stop despite directly related negative consequences. Maybe you're losing your job, maybe your wife, you're losing your wife, your family, uh, you're losing money, you are losing sleep, you're losing uh, opportunities to better yourself because you are preoccupied with porn. I think those are some pretty good markers there as to whether you are addicted or not. I would also say the other one is a constant increase or a, a steady increase in um, the time of consumption, which is spoken to a little bit there, but also the type. Do you notice that you are engaging in more um, escalated content? That it used to be a chicken in a swimsuit, and now you're looking at hardcore pornography. Now you're looking at, at fetishes and some things that you would have never, ever thought of two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago. Uh, that was a line you weren't going to cross, and now you have. Well, I think that shows that's a, that's a hallmark. It's not in his book, but I think that's a hallmark of addiction as well, uh, that there is an increase in escalation. And you may look at this and say, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I still think it's a bad habit. I'm looking at it a couple times a month. Uh, it's not every day. It's not compulsive. I, I have. I still can't stop, but I wouldn't say that I'm looking at it you know, multiple times a day. I'm not masturbating five times a day. So am I really addicted? And what I would say is stick with that one. Have you tried to stop and been unable to? If that's the case, then I think that that proves that maybe this goes deeper than it's just a bad habit that you need to stop. A bad habit can be changed behaviorally. So when you use CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy and things like that, uh, it can very much fix it. You get some accountability. You get some, some covenant eyes or some blocker uh, filter put on your devices. You understand and avoid your triggers, and then boom, you have cured yourself. There are plenty of guys that have, have cured their porn addiction by understanding those things. There are a lot of guys who have not. They have done all those. They have read all the books. They have 
gone to the intensives or they've gone to they've done their the 30 day um, the 30 day thing online, right? Uh, this if you just sign up for my program and watch this two hour video and fill out a couple of the workbooks, then you will uh, you know you'll get out of porn. Been there, done that. Okay, been there, done that. I've looked at so many of them, and most of them rely solely on CBT and solution focused uh, thinking. That's fantastic. We use that for the first couple sessions before we dig a lot deeper. CBT is not always going to, um, and and a lot of them don't even get into the cognitive uh, cognitive part of it. They stick on the behavioral spectrum, and they try to behaviorally get out of porn. And we try to shame men out of porn, and we try to push them out of porn by having them. Um, engage in, you know, they have to do these letters to their wives and promise all of these things that they're never going to do it again. And they've got to turn over their phone and their passwords and everything else. And they never really dealt with the emotional wound, why they're running to porn. And they can't figure out why they can't get out of porn. They, they continue to come back to this addiction despite doing all of the behavioral things. Well, it's because it's not, you're treating it as though it's a bad habit. At that point, it is an addiction. You would never tell an alcoholic, well, just read this book. Just um, if you take this course online and understand that alcohol is really bad for you and you could get erectile dysfunction and you could get yada, 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 and you try to scare people out of it and, well, your wife is going to leave if you do this. And some guys get scared straight. I guess good for them if it can happen. Uh, that's not super common. And that, that being scared gets you out of an addiction. The same way that the alcoholic knows that he's ruining his family. He knows that... This is destroying his wife. It's destroying his kids. It's destroying his relationship with his parents and, and work life and everything else. And trying to behaviorally tackle that is ridiculous. So we have to start thinking about sex-related issues and, and pornography as more of an addiction-based mindset. We have to stop looking at it as though a simple behavioral change. Let me just preach on it and tell you that you know, if you get covenant eyes on your computer, you'll get out of it. No, you won't. Not if you're truly addicted to it. If it's a bad habit for you that you see a couple times a month, that will probably work. For a lot of men, and I would I would venture to guess the majority, maybe even the vast majority of men, uh, have tried those things, they do those things, they don't know how to get out of it, and then there comes a point where they just throw their hands up and go, I guess this is me. I will, I, I have to give in to the addiction. I have tried everything to stop. I know it's destroying everything. Um, and then they go to counselors and they, they hear from their preachers and they go to the elders and they hear from other men that, uh, behavioral, 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 you just need to stop, you perv pretty much. And they go right back into the shame cycle and they never get out of it. You're never dealing with the actual issues driving you to the addiction. Once again, we never do this with any other addiction, but we do this quite a bit with sex addiction. It's stupid. I don't know why we do it. Uh, why we think that's going to work. And why we don't understand that sex is a very real addiction that is coming from very real traumas and very real emotional needs. The same way that alcoholics, um, alcoholism and drug addiction and all of that is very based in that as well. For the majority of it. Yes, you're always going to have those people that, well, you know, his life was perfect and he still became a drug addict and there's a, there's a chemical component to it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'm not denying that. But I, for the vast majority of people I work with, specifically in the sexual addiction realm, I can almost point every single one of them to there is a huge gaping emotional hole in your life. And when we fill that hole, things get better. You stop needing porn. Um, and those that don't have a huge gaping emotional hole typically are viewing porn once or twice a month. And a few behavioral changes fix it. We can treat it as a bad habit. Um, 
So ask yourself, if you're listening to this as a porn addict, ask yourself, do I have a, do I have the markers for addiction? And do I have some emotional wounds that may be driving me there? We talked about this in the last episode with uh, triggers. Are there some emotional wounds that might be driving me toward this? And if so, maybe start treating it like an actual addiction, which means you may ne- may need to get actual help and not just assume that reading a book here or there or promising to your wife and engaging in white knuckle change, which we'll do in a future episode as well, but engaging in white knuckle change, why that doesn't work. Um, and so with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode and I, I, I think maybe it might be good to get into white knuckle change in the next episode. Again, I got a ton of topics. I, I've, I laid out, I think at least 22 topics, uh, just off the top of my head, honestly. And, um, so if you have some topics you'd love to see discussed, get a hold of us, please let us know. I will make sure to cover them from a spouse's perspective, from a kid's perspective and, you know, parenting, um, and from an addict's perspective, I would love to know. So reach out to us again. I offer therapy. If that's something you feel that you might need or might be able to put you in touch with somebody. Um, but let me know. Uh, let, let me know what your thoughts are if you're listening to this and, and have some thoughts that you feel that you'd like to share with us. Um, and so, yeah, let's talk about white knuckle change in the next episode. But with that, we're going to wrap up. Um, thank you for listening to the Get Out of Porn podcast. podcast.